right, it's the top of the 10 o'clock hour, and welcome back to The Zone. The Zone. Once again, I'm Daryl Fetner. With me today in the studio is a veteran of the international haunting circuit and a co-commentator today. We've got Lynn C. Alice in the booth with us. Uh, hi, Daryl. How you doing? It's great to be here. <laughs> well, it's great to have you here. Uh, today, we are talking cryptids. That's right. This hour, we're talking speed, we're talking power, we're talking playoffs. Indeed we are. Now, Lynn, I gotta remind you, our listeners, that since there is no league or even organized competition between these cryptids, there cannot possibly be any playoffs. But that won't stop us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it will not. <laughs> Let's talk about the ass swing. Will it continue to be hampered by that ankle injury? Does it still have the ability to really pivot and move upfield? Well, I gotta tell you, Lynn, I've seen the ass wang in the offseason, and uh, I've liked what I've seen. I've seen a lot of speed, a lot of burst energy. But I'll tell you what, I don't think that's the story. I think the story coming up is confidence for the ass wang. Uh-oh. A lot of coconut oil played last year. <laughs> a lot of problems really got inside the ass wang's head. What I'm interested to see is between the old ears, does it have what it takes to really have its head in the game? Boy, that's a, that's a good analysis there. Uh, Daryl. Uh, listen, let's shift focus to the uh, ongoing story of the Mongolian Death Worm, last year's MVP contender brought low by off-season allegations of steroid use. You know, I'll tell you, Lynn, it's a tragedy uh, when it comes to cryptids as it is with any other organized sport. Uh, you never want to see this kind of thing, because even if they're proven false, it just takes the entire level of play down a peg. Well, it sure does. Yeah, it really gets it down in the mud, and, uh, you know, I just, I hope for the best on this one, but, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, I, if uh, if the allegations turn out to be true, I want to see the Mongolian death worm made an example of. I want to see him taken out to the woodshed. Uh, boy, boy, you sure are right, Daryl. Uh, you know, uh, last year he was spitting a good 767 average. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, this year he's already down to 462. I, I don't know uh, about you, but uh, that's, a, that's a pretty big drop, and I think it's uh, if you're talking about things getting inside people's heads, that's one of them. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you know, I've seen some of the uh, scouting footage of that, and it just his electrical discharge, way down. Way down. Way down. Way down. And I gotta, I gotta wonder, I gotta wonder, did he come off the sauce? Mm. Is he is he off is he off the pills? Is that what is that what we're seeing here? Or are we just seeing a guy that the media pressure is just crushing? Well, I tell you what, he's off track for sure for this season's numbers. Yeah, well, uh, I think before we go to break here, uh, let me let me get your uh, your thoughts on this. Flying cryptids, Mothman, Chon Chon, Jersey Devil. Who comes out on top? Oh, I'm used to asking the questions on my own show, but I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a swing at it <laughs> with a pretty big baseball bat, if you don't mind. <laughs> I sure don't. <laughs> oh, but I'm going to have to say, uh, for its ethereal nature and ability to see the future while I'm doing nothing to change it, I'm going to go with Mothman. I, I feel oh. like he's, he's a double threat. He's not only giving you migraine headaches, slight bleeding from the eyes, but he also has the ability to touch the ethereal plane. Great choice, Daryl. Great choice. All right, we're going to head into the break right now, but when we come back, Black Eyed Kids, how young is too young to recruit for the big leagues the show. <laughs> they're getting younger and younger every year i swear we just keep staying the same wait no that's not how it works <laughs> damn it <laughs> hello well we had to we had to get mcconaughey in here somehow <laughs> after after that haunting your mcconaughey <laughs> uh hey everybody i'm david flora I am David Stacko. And I uh, hope you're doing okay. Yeah. This is Blurry Photos. The blurriest. Got a good show for you tonight. Indeed we do. We put uh, we put some work into this one. Not like all that other shit we've done for the last year and a half. <laughs> this, this one's for real. <laughs> for real, for real. Let's let's get cereal here for a minute. This, this one's fun. Uh, another one. Another one that if we had 
uh, a month to prepare for this, we wouldn't we wouldn't be able to talk about everything. <laughs> but not because there's like such a mountain of factual data, but there's so many batshit crazy interpretations. Yeah. It's just it's just hard to like pick which fakakta theories that we want to go over here. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this week we're going to ask you to look in the sky. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it aerosolized Ebola? <laughs> <laughs> All of the above. That's right. <laughs> Cheer is. <laughs> oh, Thanks, can't, Lynn. Can't stop. <laughs> it's because it's fun. Yeah, tonight we are talking about the more than famous... <laughs> chemtrail conspiracy yeah and if you haven't heard of chemtrail conspiracy it means you probably don't have a diagnosed mental issue (laughs) i'll tell you what as with all subjects we we come into this (laughs) we don't have our am i just speaking for myself yeah you totally are this time (laughs) I, i came into this without any preconceived notions other than what i've uh heard from all the you know the fringe conspiracists the shows i listen to the you know all uh, the things i've read but i wanted to learn more about it i want i wanted this to to be proved to be an actual thing that is provable <laughs> yeah <laughs> prove prove that you're provable yeah as we go through here we'll see how that turned out yeah we'll but find out you on the other hand <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna what am I gonna like lie about it I have just a a lot of entertained derision Uh but I mean you know what it's uh this is a thing that a lot of people take powerfully seriously yeah very very seriously and like their their word worldview kind of hinges on this yeah yeah it's it's true and Oftentimes, people that believe in this will believe in other things as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly NWO Illuminati stuff. Yep. But That's New World Order and not the wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> they they probably really liked Hollywood Hogan back in the day, too. Yeah, it's, to not, be fair. it's not just for pro wrestlers with black stubble. <laughs> that was like the thing that brought them all together. All the Isn't that the thing? That, yeah. There. Yeah. Well, there was, there was the red and there was the white NWO. Remember, they... they you you beat me Josie knows what I'm talking about yeah she does I don't (laughs) damn it and then we got D-Generation X after that (laughs) what (laughs) that's my uh, generation of of wrestling for you even even though I I can't remember half of it well you got me point to Flora so so chemtrails we're going to talk about what they are yep Uh, we're going to talk about what they're for what people say they they are for and um if they're real or not i mean that's that's the basic fundamental thing mm-hmm. you know and i if you haven't heard of this so at this point you're probably well the hills of chemtrail um it's it's exactly what you've seen in the sky everyone has seen these it's the the long white streaks in the sky that are left uh behind aircraft yeah i think it'll help to uh first set up what a contrail is yep and then we'll we'll go into we'll we'll start digging the hole from there. Um, <laughs> contrails, short for condensation trails. These are these are like you just said the linear clouds of condensation which are formed by hot airplane exhaust and cold skies. They trail behind plane engines as the exhaust condenses into small droplets of water or mm-hmm. ice crystals. 
uh, and they can dissipate almost immediately, or they can last for several hours. Yeah, it depends on the on the weather, the, the yep. temperature, humidity. Yep, most importantly, temperature and humidity. So that's what you see when you go out there and, and look, and those white trails are, are going by. But it's also fun to look for them um, in the backgrounds of like old movies before they really gave a. F- oh, really? <laughs> yeah, you can see like a, like an old western. You'll see a guy, <laughs> like you'll see him because like, great. like yeah. what are they gonna do? <laughs> they got a film. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. On the other hand, here chem trails, which is short for chemical trails. This is a sort of chemical dispersal from planes, both commercial and military. It's like high-altitude crop dusting. Yeah, the, and the purposes and actual effects are unknown, but the theories are many and varied. Yeah, and exciting. <laughs> the consensus is that the conspiracy theories began around 1996 from a United States Air Force paper titled Weather as a Force Multiplier, colon, Owning the Weather in 2025. Yep. People, I, I guess... People got a hold of this uh, document or or saw the title or somehow they, they came across this and people began to wonder if the Air Force was spraying the public with unknown stuff. The the thought being that, um, you know, we've had the technology for some time to do cloud seeding. We can, you can induce rain. You can you can affect some limited weather control uh-huh. by, uh, by releasing chemicals. Uh, you know, into the proper altitude under the proper weather circumstances, you can kind of trick the 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 weather a little bit to a right. very limited degree. And this paper, uh, its its design was saying, well, it's 1996 now. By the year 2025, we want to have technology where we can we can make it rain on a battlefield if we want, or we can keep it from rain. You know, like we want to. We want to have the weather as a weapon. We want to have it as an ally that we can control. Very powerful ally. Mm-hmm. Read, now, read the art of war, dudes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, the the thing that the the paper also makes pretty clear is that they don't have this. This is this. That's why it says twenty twenty five. Like, we sure would love it if in thirty years we could do this. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a. We, we've already owned the Florida panhandle. The humidity is under our control. You know, it's not that we, it's, it's, it's this. Not even God owns the humidity there. <laughs> <laughs> Ask the people in Tallahassee. They'll tell you. <laughs> That's right. No, it's, um, and so it was, it was more of a, this is, this is something that we would love to have. This is a, something that we're going to look towards that we're going to try to achieve, mm-hmm. but not anything, not, not even think they even had like step one of yeah. the suspicion though. It grew uh, with time and with exposure to the idea of it. And with, uh, keep in mind 96 early internet. Yeah. This yeah. is, you know, another one of those, uh, blossoming conspiracies that yeah. was helped along. Uh, also from, uh, Mr. Art Bell and coast to coast. Oh, I think they, they had some stuff on there about that, and that reaches a fair number of folks. Yes, it does. And it, honestly, I used to listen to Art Bell all the time. Like, a very entertaining oh, radio I love show. It. I love Coast to Coast, yeah, whenever I can either catch it or, or I'll go online and, and just uh, listen to old episodes. They have them on YouTube. You can find yeah. a bunch. But, yeah, it's it, it's super entertaining. Uh, but and I, and I like Coast to Coast because they keep an open mind and they'll, they're willing to discuss Things. Yeah, they are. And I think I I feel like sometimes they go a little far in the direction of enabling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think that oh sure like they're I think that they keep an open mind so much that they are reticent to say now on the other hand that's true I I agree totally when uh when I was in Antarctica we actually tried to prank Art Bell wait you were in Antarctica <laughs> it's been sixteen minutes it's time for me to mention it <laughs> it's also uh, a balmy forty two today that's right it's so much better yeah shorts for everyone. Uh, I'm just I like I love the cold, but I just needed the snow to leave. It was yeah, making yeah. Uh, difficult to travel, 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 travel yeah. difficult. But no, we uh, we actually wore some yellow Tyvek suits that looked like radiation suits, and we <laughs> shot some. We were actually the one of the construction crews was cutting um, channels into the ground to lay in some cabling. But you use a hot water jet to do that because you're sitting on two miles of ice. That's just how you dig. And so it's shooting these giant plumes of steam up and everything looks super weird and crazy. And <laughs> so we, we took some photos and sent them in it was like, you know, I'm sending these in. No one knows that I've done this, but there's something happening at the South pole. They've uncovered something in the ice. Um, it's melting the ice. You can see the steam coming up. I mean, you assholes <laughs> trolled Art Bell. We never heard anything about it though. Well, because you ended the, the letter with LOL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, check out these radiation suits lol yeah but we did like the art bell show coast to coast is fun to listen to uh there was a bill introduced in congress in 2001 by ohio representative dennis kucinich oh dennis called hr 2977 space preservation act of 2001 dennis kucinich one of the few people who i think was a, an actual person in the congress yep among other things such as keeping weapons out of space, Mm -hmm. it listed chemtrails as one such, quote, exotic weapon uh, proposed to to ban. So it was was aiming to ban weapons uh, in the skies and above. It was uh, later removed as as the drafts continued, and the bill uh, died in committee. So it didn't get anywhere, but people picked up that that it talked about chemtrails in it, even in the early stages. Uh, and and ran with that, saying, you know, the the government's in on it, right? No, and, no Obama reptilians, right? And and, and now, and I, I get that. Like honestly, that I can see that. Like, oh, in an actual sponsored, you know, in a bill, the, yeah. these things are are referenced. But the again, there's that that willing uh, selective hearing. I mean, oh, he yeah. also lists extraterrestrial weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, what does that does that mean? Like, um, a gun on the moon. You know, like things that, you know, like he lists a lot of things and it doesn't sound like I, I looked like I think that he was trying to cover a lot of bases. I think he was just trying sure. to say, don't put anything in the sky, in, in the sky. Yeah. And, and even in subsequent versions of the bill, the word chemtrails does not exist anymore. Right, right. They took it out. Which I mean, I don't know, like either either, you know, the men in black got to him. And had him take it out, or somebody was like, "Oh, Mister Kuzinich, that, that that doesn't actually exist. That's not a real thing." And he's like, "Oh, we'll take it out then." Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't we know. We should try to get way. him on the show. We should try to get his wife on the show. <laughs> Me, yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> oh, Liz, <laughs> you don't know her like I do. You have to call her Elizabeth. <laughs> Way to go, Dennis. Um, He's a charmer. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I think that, you know, it it doesn't show up in in subsequent versions of it. He lists a lot of 
mm-hmm. kind of wild mm-hmm. things. Well, but but it's also selective. Uh, like you said, they hear what they want to hear. Yeah, he, had, he, he mentions it. tectonic weapons. Nice. I think that he was trying also to... Also comes fu- into play. Yeah, I think he was trying to future-proof it, maybe. He was like, listen, I don't even know what we're going to come up with. Uh, I don't... I don't la- laser uh, uh, bees. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> laser bees. Uh, Zero-gravity snakes. <laughs> uh, recently, there have been uh, documentaries that have been produced by the filmmaker Michael J. Murphy... And uh, they the working man's Michael Moore, they, yeah, the, the Irish uh, Michael yeah. Moore's probably Irish anyway. Oh well, <laughs> uh, they they are entitled "What in the world are they spraying?" and "Why in the world are they spraying?" And he's in the works for a third feature called "Who in the world are they spraying?" Wow. Okay. He, he, he's got. I mean, he set himself up for five. <laughs> He's brilliant. <laughs> Who are they spraying to? Spray harder. <laughs> Spray hard with a vengeance. That's right. All right. Uh, they include testimonials from folks who are fighting for chemtrail awareness. Uh-huh. These are people that are uh, very much pro-environment, uh, anti-global warming. Well, they believe in global warming. They're, they're fighting against global warming. This is just one of the things. They're anti-government secrecy. They, they want... Everybody to know about this. They 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 are afraid of the health risks and the the dangers that it poses. Right they, now, the 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 belief in global warming is needs to be kind of pointed out because it is it is a a different nature of global warming. It is a deliberate global warming. Yeah, um, and, we'll, and we're, we're, yeah, we're, we're perhaps dipping the toe in the old uh, hot tub of of yeah. uh, hotness here, but uh, just ease into it. We got to relax your body. Ooh, that's good. So let's talk about uh, the effects that they supposedly have on uh, people or or what what these chemtrails uh, are for. What they fundamentally are, it's a release of particulates of of all sorts. Mm -hmm. I mean, depending on who you ask and what they believe. Uh, Most commonly, they are particulates of aluminum oxide, uh, barium, strontium, Copper sulfate, potassium iodide, polymer fibers, uh, and then the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Those those are some of the major ones, and this is supposed to accomplish one of some of or all, all of, of the following: the following hypertension, restless leg syndrome, <laughs> edema, swelling of the legs, bleeding of the eyes, <laughs> anal leakage. Um, no, this is a. Uh, it, it, it might do this. Weather modification, mm-hmm. population control, including, but not limited to, <laughs> genocide, <laughs> mind control, uh-huh. pacification. Yep. Selective sterilization. Mm-hmm. It could uh, sicken the population. It could be for combating climate change. To lace the sky with conductive particles for use as a super weapon from the Alaskan research facility HARP. Yep. Which is the high frequency active auroral research program and future podcast subject. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it could also uh, mask the appearance of Planet X. You might know it as Nibiru. Mm hmm. Nemesis. <laughs> Tiamat. Sorry. <laughs> 
uh, th- those are some of the. Do you have a few uh, to add to that, or, or no? Is no, good? you got them. You got them. I- <laughs> this- well, uh, uh, sallying forth here, uh, proponents of the theory, and when I say theory, uh, I'm, I'm talking about the theory that chemicals are being sprayed right. from air airplanes. They say that the soil is being contaminated, causing crops to fail, plant life to die, soil pH levels to rise, and uh, crop yields to be a fraction of what they were in the past. Yeah, the the depopulation theory that it's a a, a broad-based attempt to make everything less habitable, not to get rid of people, but to drop the population significantly. That is one. Yeah, that's one theory. Um. And and obviously through food control at that point. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, global dimming, which yep. means uh, more haze, less blue skies, less sunlight getting getting to us. A list of of maladies, all beginning with the letter A. <laughs> yep, alphabetically: asthma, ADD, Alzheimer's, autism, and allergies. Yeah, all of those supposedly on the rise. Yep, since uh, they've they've implemented this. Back in 19... <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Back in oldest times. <laughs> Back in antediluvian. <laughs> right right before Orville uh, spun up the propeller, some guy in a suit from the government's like, would you mind sprinkling this bag over the side while you do your test? <laughs> this is back when the government used Irishmen as their agents. <laughs> back then they were men in green. That's right. What? <laughs> Punch us in the face when you see us. <laughs> yeah, please. There's our next t-shirt. <laughs> please, punch us in the face. Do society a favor. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here, here's a good one. <laughs> I say, I'm saying this like a real dick, but... <laughs> I, uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Monsanto yep. is doing this in a weather control attempt. They are also buying up weather derivatives uh stocks and commodities that therefore they rain futures that yeah they get more money from <laughs> stuff that's affected by weather which they can then control and or or and land grabbing when farmers are ruined by all these horrible floods that are happening in the midwest currently yep and and then they'll they'll own those lands and they will propagate their terminator seeds mm-hmm. which actually are seeds that grow robots Currently, uh, the it's, it's supposed to, unless we get an early frost, a nice crop of T1000s. Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah, it's too soon in the season for, for liquid for metal. T2? Yeah, yeah, for liquid metal. But, you know, there's I always next year. Well, I can't wait for the hot third season. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> a couple of years down the line, you don't mind dying. <laughs> you just don't. All right, so that's the, that's the Monsanto slant there. Um, the Monsanto? The Monsanto. <laughs> A lot, a lot of stories come out that the planes that spray these are unmarked. You take a, a pair of binoculars, you look up at them, and they're completely white. There's no call sign. There's no number. There's no um, airliner name. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's a thing. Never mind that it's a you know at thirty five thousand feet and you've got binoculars, but oh, okay. <laughs> they're good binoculars too. <laughs> they're sharper image. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're Bausch and Lombs, man. <laughs> And I've got, got them uh, at Cabela's. Uh, They're camouflage, so deer can't see them. They came through the mail. <laughs> deer can't see them. <laughs> this, uh, this, this next one linked to the Georgia Guidestones, 
which uh, uh, we haven't talked about, also no. a future podcast. Yeah, which I mean, really we've mentioned it briefly, I think. We may have, yeah. Uh, but it's it goes back to you mentioning the population control. There's uh, one of the rules or, or one of the commandments on the Georgia Guidestones, which this may just be completely uh, out of the blue for, for some of you guys if you haven't heard of them. Um, they have a set of, of rules or commandments on them. And one of them is uh, to have a population of less than 500 million souls on the planet. Well, I'll say people. You never know. Trees can have souls. Dolphins <laughs> oh. have souls. We need to get Elizabeth Kucinich on here to answer that question. <laughs> now you are on a mission to just yeah, get Elizabeth Kucinich. I know. Dude, she's never going to leave Dennis. You don't know that. Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I could come That was awesome. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> you whole. <laughs> You're uh, being a total drill bit right now. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, now, so we got a couple of, of competing theories. Like, this is one of the reasons that I'm really enjoying this week's podcast is that you've, you, you've got one thing. You've got lines in the sky left by aircraft. And from there, it is just children in a playground. Everyone's running in their own direction. Everyone's got their own reason, and they're very, very committed to it. Half of them are Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's no, no Leonardo. Dude. There's no Leonardo. There is. He was one, he was the most badass one. <laughs> so let's, let's just go down some of these theories. My favorite is death laser beams, rays, gun laser beam, ray guns. Uh, it goes like this. <laughs> As a part of the uh, Star Wars edition, oh. space based space based weapons. Exactly. Uh, uh, did, did someone say <laughs> Star Wars? Uh, uh, <laughs> do, do you do you want me to, to spray lasers in the? Um, <laughs> well, 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 now. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> the the what that sucker in here? <laughs> oh, I swear to God. <laughs> The 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 basic theory is that the United States has developed a weapons technology um, using, uh, and I'm quoting, electromagnetic field oscillators called gyrotrons. <laughs> the spirit com. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, sp- the spirit com. Um, ionospheric heaters. Uh, what they want to do is alter the entire atmosphere of the planet in order to make uh, particle beam weapons work better, directed energy weapons work better. The quote-unquote science behind this being that for the purposes of wave propagation, um, a wave needs a medium to move through, just sure. like, you know, you... That uh, won't work in space, bro. That's right. So this is, uh, this is high-altitude things uh, that, to use these beams. Now, things that we actually are putting in orbit, like lasers, are actually impeded by colloidal particles... The less that's between the the emitter and the target, the better. We're going to ignore that very <laughs> fundamental fact right now. Okay. Because we're not talking about lasers. We're talking about ray guns. Oh. We've gone back to the 30s. and Gyro <laughs> Using atomic energy and splitting the atom. Ray guns. Wave of the future. <laughs> um, they want to make uh, an aluminum-based plasma. Again, harp comes into play. Yeah. Uh, that as is, a medium for these waves. Yeah, okay. and this is so. In order to make this uh, this directed energy weapon work, they need to saturate 
the uh, upper atmosphere. They need to warm the ionosphere. Mm-hmm. They need to saturate it with uh, uh, aluminum part. Just all those things that you were just saying, the aluminum particles. Sure. And this is going to ultimately lead to uh, us having this this amazing directed energy weapon system that we can turn on anyone on the globe. Now, it's not just us, though. Europe's in on the game. The dirty Russians. The commies. The commies. The gettys. The, the Rothschilds. Rothschilds. I like how you said uh, the dirty commies in an Irish accent. <laughs> the dirty. <laughs> oh, I guess it's Scottish, isn't it? Dirty commies. dirty communists. Now, the thing is, is these weapons now can be mobile, stationary, land-based, aerial, satellite, and it's it's just... Sounds like they go hard in the paint. They go... <laughs> Dude, they're trying. They're trying to have our enemies come up goose egg. <laughs> they go. That's that's what I love about this. Like it, the 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 belief uh, is that you can drop enough words, <laughs> enough scientific, not scientific, scientific words in a into into a, a, a an idea until the person's just exhausted by it and goes. You must be right. No one can make up this many words. It's it's a belief that we invented a weapon system that the atmosphere of our planet can't make work. And they're like, well, what's easier? Making a weapon system that works or changing the atmosphere of the entire planet? Well, I'm going with terraforming. You know, yeah, yeah. But we got that. We got this beam idea. So let's just change the atmosphere and hope it all comes together. Um, hmm. it's honestly just really fun to read. It's, this is like a, it's like a junior high science fiction story. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's one of my favorites is the, uh, the beam weapons from space. Now, the other part of this, this same theory is that there is a, a multitude of different payloads that are being sprayed out of aircraft. Again, it never mentions the fact that these things don't stay up there, mm-hmm. that, but they were, they're constantly being, to, some of them are, uh, Sometimes they will release carbon fiber to absorb microwaves. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes metal flakes that uh, help uh, make aircraft invisible to radar. Those are called spoofer sprays. Okay. Yeah, because they spoof. They mimic clouds on radar or something. Yeah, they. Even well, though... they just they just create a huge cloud of metal. So, like, what else are you going to see? Yeah, it's just yeah. you know, I, I, big glob. Right, um, and and there is jammed. <laughs> We like the thing is, is like we we use this technology already. I mean, aircraft have uh chaff balls, yeah, you yeah. know, like it's these balls of 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 shredded metal that, that an aircraft releases that does create a large radar signature. So, radar guided missiles, like the thing is, like we already have that when they run out of that, they just use Captain Crunch <laughs> <laughs> talking about shredding stuff. Oh, my Ru- mouth, yeah, that's <laughs> Captain Crunch is the cruelest mistress. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's, again, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like the, the things that they're describing are things that we already have, but in a much more usable fashion. Sure. Sure. So that's, that's what I've got there. I mean, and it, it, it goes, I mean, death rays and I, I just love it. I love the nice. science. I love the science, the fiction science of it. Again, we we've touched on quite a few here, but there are plenty. Another theory that we've got is more biological in nature. That this is uh, aerosolized diseases mm-hmm, that, uh, mm-hmm. in some cases, that we are being secretly um, either inoculated against diseases against our will, which kind of again rings back to the the fluoride oh, conspiracy. Yeah. Sure, 
sometimes it's it's a it's a it's a quiet inoculation. The government's like, ah, oh, the people can't be trusted to know what's best for them, so we'll do it. There's a, a lot of theories that, um, again, a very a very popular new world order thing: aerosolized Ebola. That they will just drop this hemorrhagic fever on everyone, and we'll just bleed out through um, spraying out uh, red blood cells, right? Uh, yeah, or fecal matter, or something, some mixture. Oh, however you like red, it, red whatever fecal. you find most distasteful. That's sure. how they're gonna get you. <laughs> beets. If they just sprayed out beets, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would be so angry. Oh man! Well, unless, like, what if it was beets by Dre? <laughs> I would be angry. <laughs> I'd dance, but I'd be so mad I was dancing. <laughs> uh, the other, uh, the other ideas that I mean, and some of these are, are born from actual historical examples. Uh, deforestation in Vietnam using Agent Orange, and there's plenty right. of stock footage you see. Oh, the yeah. aircraft going low, the dispersal. Another um, thing that uh, was denied, or or at least yeah, untested or hidden or or something but they were saying for a long time no it's fine for you it's all right you use agent orange it it won't hurt anything made by our swell friends at monsanto monsanto um and and then it's like but it's not right oh it's actually the worst thing ever and there's gonna be generations of birth defects as a result we'll stop um now that i mean to herbicide (laughs) exactly (laughs) and so and i and i think that's where people get the most traction is you have that that one example of a company making a product that was used in that manner. But again, even then, like when we wanted to deforest jungles in Vietnam, those aircraft were very low flying. No well, one's releasing true. at 35,000 feet. That just doesn't work. And chemtrails aren't the same thing as uh, crop dusting, right. which is spraying chemicals in trails out of planes at a very low altitude. Mm-hmm. Or farting on people as you walk by. <laughs> <laughs> It had to be said. <laughs> and it's also not sky riding. Right. That's a whole different beast. Yeah. Although, uh, how do you know? How do you know, bro? How do you know? <laughs> I, I got diseased by looking at a huge heart in the sky. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Bill loves Emily. More like Bill loves asthma. <laughs> <laughs> So those are kind of those are some of the those are some of the the, the theories that I've enjoyed. Uh, cool. let's, let's let's take it on. Uh, let us talk then about some explanations, or if you prefer, debunking of of some of these uh-huh. thoughts. Some possible. Again, I was very much in the, in the corner of please show me that that this stuff is real. That is something's going on. Something has got to give in in all this. I took the perspective of I will be personally angry if I'm forced to change my preconceived notion that this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'll talk Which, about that later. Not, yeah, not the not the uh, most adult approach, but hey, <laughs> that's that's full disclosure. That's who I am. <laughs> um, I was yeah, I I was very much on the fence. I was like, you know what? It, maybe something is going on. Uh, I'm I'm interested to learn about this to see what they can. It's like uh, help me help you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and other Jerry Maguire quotes. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's talk about uh, um, part of this whole uh, conspiracy is that you'll see plenty of pictures, plenty of videos that show vapor trails not behind engines on the plane. They're coming out from some random part of the plane somewhere on the on the wing that's not an engine or some somewhere on the tail or under the plane even. Well, these... There's n- not any out there that are not manipulated. You're right. 
apparently. Like, there are plenty of pictures and stuff, but they're either going to be photoshopped or they're going to be misinterpretations. Yeah. Because uh, even, uh, like, a naturally occurring contrail actually doesn't form until a distance after, again, That's it's, a, it's yeah. heated particles that have to cool to condense into a cloud formation. Yeah, let, let, about the science of it real quick, it's it's the, the particles get heated up, the, the saturation point is tipped, yep. you get over that saturation point, and it's so cool up there that uh, this heated air then condenses into yep. either these droplets or this, this ice. Um, it's, the same, it, it's dew. It's the same yep. thing that dew is on the ground, but it's in the air. Uh, the reason it stays up there is the same re- reason you have clouds. Yeah, clouds will will stay. They'll they'll dissipate or they'll they'll come and go. It just like we said, it depends on temperature. It depends on humidity, and that can change from uh, point A to point B with oh, yeah. very little space in between them. So so six feet away, it could be the wind could be whipping around. It could be a little bit different pressure, humidity, especially in altitude. That's going to change a lot. Yeah, give it give it the same concern you would give to weather. Like, <laughs> weather is highly variable. I mean, I've, at some point in everyone's life, they've looked out their front window and seen it raining and looked in their back window and it's not. <laughs> like, you know, like, the, like things happen. Sorcery! <laughs> no, 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 no! <laughs> um, but, you know, the, these things happen. Weather is highly variable and it, that, that doesn't change at 30,000 feet. No, well, it it's it's it can be much different than it is on the ground exactly, for sure. Yep. But yeah, up up there, it's like you don't know what's going on up there. <laughs> no, you don't even you know. don't know, man. Just shut I up. I think you know. Lay you just sound like an idiot. Those uh, what you were talking about. Since it takes time to actually that process to occur, which when we say time, it's like seconds. But, yeah, right. But, but that still, aircraft is moving pretty ricky tick. So that, that <laughs> thing is pretty far down the road in a few seconds. Uh, that's called a, a transparent vapor gap. So mm-hmm. you're going to look behind an airplane engine, and it's going to be nothing but blue sky. But then right behind it, it's going to start forming that white trail. Yeah, and then that that trail gets bigger and bigger as it dissipates behind it. So that's that's what uh, uh, that is. Now, now, some people have said, well, here you can watch planes that, that's uh, got these trails coming off the wingtips. What's that about, bro? <laughs> yep. What? That's not – that. there's no engine there. There's no condensation there, asshole. Well, you dumb, dumb bastard. Uh, what that is, is is one of two things. It could be condensation caused by wing pressure. And that's that's the um, pressure of the air going over the the wing creates this basically uh, condensation on its own mm-hmm. uh, uh, anywhere up you there. You can actually watch that happen looking out the window of your aircraft while you're flying. Yeah, yeah. Or and mo- most generally, it is fuel dumping. Sometimes uh, planes have to dump dump some fuel. Yep. And that fuel also has aerosolized Ebola in it. You know, like sometimes a lot of people have to get a magic fever. Yeah. Dumping fuel in the air. Isn't the best, yeah, but it happens, right? And that's that is you know in case they need to change the weight of the plane, in case they need to uh, land with a certain uh, weight or or whatever. The fuel does get dumped, and it gets dumped at the the tips of the wings. So nine times out of ten, that's probably going to be what you're seeing there. Uh, here's something that did you did you come across this? People are bringing up these days that Edward Snowden uh, blew the lid off this in in part of his uh, the the information that he released. I did. I did see that here and there. I didn't. Um, unfortunately, none of those people could cite that. Oh, really? Yeah. 
None of the, the everyone would just well, said uh, it is also referenced in Edward Snowden's documents. I uh, I found you where did? it was cited. Yeah, you locked it down. Yeah, sweet. It's uh, from a satirical website. Oh, not the Onion, but like the Onion. Womp womp. It was a story that was released by a site like that. Some douche helmet <laughs> got all cattywampus uh-huh. and took that. Oh, bugaboo! <laughs> took took it and ran with it. So no. The NSA stuff did not contain anything about chemtrails actually being admitted to and furt, furt, furt. Merit, merit, merit. Unless, uh, unless Edward is listening to this and, and wants to write us in and say, actually. How about you that guy listens to a lot of podcasts? He's not like he's got a lot to do. Does he, Vidonia. He's, he's got many, many Russian women to do That's right true. Now. That's true. That's what he's got. I don't know. They, they probably all hate him. I don't know. So yeah, because that's what everything I saw was these these apocryphal like, even even the recent WikiLeaks and yeah. and uh, you know Edward Snowden was able to to uncover more information. I didn't look for for WikiLeaks. I wonder I'm, people I'm mentioned sure it, it. Like it's 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 just again it's a well I want to I want to bolster my case, but I don't want you to be able to figure out what I'm doing. So I'll just say WikiLeaks. Okay, yeah. Good luck pouring through all those documents and finding the thing I'm referring to. One thing that people will say is an indicator that you're looking at chemtrails, not contrails, is the persistence of them. If they hang around for hours and hours, they're chemtrails. But if they dissipate immediately, they're contrails and no threat to humanity whatsoever. Contrails can be very persistent. Again, it depends on the weather. So like a cloud. Yeah, they can be persistent, and and we've got documentation of that going, and photo documentation that's not shopped, going back to when when World War One, I, right. I think. And and I would I would argue that how effective is a thing if it doesn't disperse? Isn't that the reason you're releasing it at high altitude if it didn't disperse? Right, you know, like. <sighs> In fact, it was something that they were worried about because they were trying to remain fucking hidden up there in the sky. Yeah, exactly. During the wars, they didn't want people seeing them. Yeah, uh, high altitude spy planes, things like that. Like that's a that was a huge issue. That was an engineering problem that they had to solve. And they they haven't. I mean, yeah. planes still do that. And and on that, there's been a change in engines. Engines have gotten more efficient and better, but they still churn out some very heated uh, exhaust exhaust when that comes out. So the the efficiency has changed uh, as well. One one thing that people will throw out there is that well we see more of them today than we did in yesteryear. Yep, I can believe that. But again, when I was eight years old, running around in my fall front yard playing touch football with my friends, I wasn't looking up and 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 being like, oh man, look at those uh, trails in the sky that are that are disappearing quickly. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it's like I. I have no memory of there being uh, uh, sky grids out here like there are now. But then again, I wasn't looking for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, I my my home as well as yours now, Flora. Like we are right under the uh, the primary approach to O'Hare. Yeah. Like we are never going to not have contrails over us. Yeah. Well, I mean, then again, it's O'Hare unless there's the slightest bit of bad weather in which case every flight is canceled. <laughs> wom, wom. Take that O'Hare, you hey. son of a bitch. Just see me take a dump on O'Hare last <laughs> podcast. Oh, 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 you took such a dump on them. <laughs> Suck it, airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get him, Dave. <laughs> Boy, it sure does. Midway Airport, the official airport of Blurry Photos. <laughs> <laughs> Blurry Fordos. <laughs> you 
official right. cousin of Bloody Photos. <laughs> Owing to a misfiling and some important paperwork. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, everybody. My name is Dervin Fleur. <laughs> Welcome to Blurry Blurry Furters. Blurry Furters. <laughs> it's the Swedish version. God. Punch us in the face. Yep. Um, all right. Also, there are more planes, more destinations that have opened up, uh, more airports. Yep. I mean, uh, today than there were in yesteryear. Air travel is more popular than ever, thanks to cheap, low fares and easy to come by fossil fuels. <laughs> the future is looking up. Also, ray guns. <laughs> <laughs> Free ray gun with every purchase. Uh, soil. This is something. Soil. Uh, this, uh, you guys hear about this? You hear about this? Soil? Soil, Paul? <laughs> soil. Soil. Uh, um, soil has a, a, a huge amount of, of aluminum and strontium and barium. They're measuring these scientifically. They're getting the, these, these very high readings mm-hmm. over what are supposed to be chemtrail paths. Yeah. Now, this is something that I'll, I'll bring back in just a minute. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll I, file I that away. You've established the gun in the first act. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we're doing. Now, obviously, soil is going to have a lot of aluminum in it uh, to begin with because it's the most right. prevalent um, element in the... Is it? I didn't know in, that. In the crust, I believe. Crust. I, I, I should say uh, metal, not... not <laughs> Ice quake. Um, I think I, I, I meant to say metal um, as opposed to, to element because I think nitrogen is the most. Maybe that's – man, now I'm getting all uh, – Penalty box that motherfucker, people. Oh, you no. heard him. Yeah. Get your shit together, Flora. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? I'm not going in the clink for you again. <laughs> I've got two strikes already. <laughs> I can't go back. Uh, we'll come back. These ailments that they list. Yeah. Either I'm not looking in the right place. Uh-huh. The results aren't out there to look for. Right. Or there's not really a link to cases of, of um, ADD, autism, asthma, allergies that have been on the, the... Oh, don't forget Alzheimer's. Right. That have been on the rise that aren't directly correlated with the population rise. No. And that's that's the problem. You know, like you have uh, some diseases that are, that are quote unquote on the rise. I mean, take, for example... Um, Shingles. <laughs> Autism is something, and I've mentioned this before, that's something that we have become, we're learning so much more about in the last 20 years that, that, that. And ADD too. ADD as well. Yeah. Diagnosing goes up when you learn more about a disease. When you, when you're like, oh, now there are more doctors who are trained to see the signs of that as opposed to saying, well, you just got a brat on your hands. Oh <laughs> yeah. You know, so there's a, there's a falseness about like, these things are going up. It's getting worse and worse. No, you're just seeing it like you're right. You're identifying it more. It's it's like saying, well, we, we keep making bigger and bigger fishing nets and the population of fish is going through the roof because we're bringing in more and more. <laughs> doesn't, well, doesn't work I that way. I can see that. Yeah. Points again it is that I don't know where to look exactly to find the information I want to find. Right. Which is, you know. Since the implementation of of chemtrails or this theory, these diseases have have skyrocketed. I I don't know exactly where where to look for that. So right, and these are those are diseases. Think about this: like how much you've heard about those diseases in the last twenty years. Alzheimer's used to just be senility. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the link there is is the aluminum. I think they find a, a high amount of aluminum in the brain. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that that one's a tough one to disprove. But that's but that's why it's which used, is right? used why it's used. Yeah. If if they would if they had simply traced Alzheimer's to a high aluminum content, then all you, all you just soft cured drinks it. would be right. You just cured Alzheimer's. Congratulations, everybody. That's um, you know like if it if it was as simple as you know they they start with the the, the conclusion that well these are the chemicals they're releasing. Oh, and did you notice that that um, the people who died had some of those chemicals in them? Yeah. Coincidence? I don't think so. <laughs> also, for the thought that this is a, a population control thing from the NWO, if it is... They need to work harder at it. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, it's the worst. It could be way better at controlling... What the population. Shit, man? The population has... It, just <laughs> it's the worst plan ever. It's like a hockey stick on the graph. <laughs> no, not that way. <laughs> the other way. <laughs> no, turn it around. Turn That's it right. Ah, <laughs> uh, seven billion people, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's not Try controlling it. anything. <laughs> NWO. There's a cartoon. We're voting you out. <laughs> There's a cartoon on on YouTube. And somebody's like, I don't think it's population control. I think it's it's pheromones that are being released. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's uh, extra uh, fecundity. It's <laughs> people are getting twice as fertile. Seriously. Uh, anyway, um, these these unmarked plane stories. Now, I I tried and tried to find some kind of uh, information about that. Why maybe they would be unmarked or, or right. so. Uh, and I came up dry in that well. Now, the stories themselves, obviously, are anecdotal. Yeah, there's never a photo of these unmarked planes. It's just, I looked, and I didn't see any markings. I'm willing to go out here and and try myself with my Bausch and Lomb's, but... um, (laughs) Don't drop them in the grass, man. They're gone. (laughs) They're fucking gone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're no no better than a deer, dude. (laughs) No, man. The Bausch and Lomb's, they're not Cabela's. (laughs) They're not real tree binoculars. That's right. Now, you mentioned this before, preconceived notions. Yep. Having a, uh, and, and also this confirmation bias that you have either going into it, skeptics and the theorists alike have this. Yeah. As a theorist, you, you want something to be there. As a skeptic, you want to hate these people for some reason. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, I will identify with the latter group. Um, so, so that, it doesn't help anybody really get to the bottom of this. Uh, I feel like you, you, you just, you can't have your mind made up before you go in and, and listen to this stuff. Even if it sounds crazy at first, that means you've, you've already got a, a notion that you have conceived in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> and for skeptics, something like this, if it were, really were going on, there's the whole hurdle of denial that you have to, to get through. Some people, you know, they, they can't accept that something like this would, would be going on. Or controlled by yeah. uh, a government or a people that would want to harm others for their own uh, ends. Mm-hmm. Pe- some some people just have this block where it's like, no, that couldn't happen. There's no way that that could happen. Which I think does a disservice in itself as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, that's shutting so, your, yourself down. Yeah, yeah. And then also, and, and this is coming from. All the uh, I, I listened to a bunch of podcasts about this. I, I watched a bunch of videos. I, I read a bunch of articles, and it seemed like hundred percent of the the skeptics 
maybe 99. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. uh, most of them came into this thing just ready to lambast anybody that, that thought there could be something going on with this. And it's really off-putting to me. Yeah. No offense to you. <laughs> I was going to say, that's mean. <laughs> I get it. I, I absolutely understand. But I also want, like I said, I want them to to prove it right. I, I want yeah. to know. And it just seems like all these skeptics come into this with the thought that anything other than what they think makes a person a nut job. Yeah. And again, that's you're defeating the purpose of, of critical thinking in, in that. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I know I do think I am only too happy to be wrong on account of me being wrong all the time. This in particular, I think more than anything else we've done, even, you know, something like the fluoride, even like this one, I found the most crazy machine right, just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this is the most kooky out there lunatic fringe theory. That's another thing that they'll, that they, they call people lunatics or the lunatic yeah. fringe. And I, I, I think that's offensive to, to be honest. I, I don't think that these people are, I don't think they're coming from a place of, of lunacy or just out and out craziness. I think that they're just, they may be a little paranoid, sure, but they, they're also concerned about something that's going on that they have no control over and is something that affects them. But see, now I, I will, I will take it one other step then in that direction. Is it not, I mean, it, it's certainly not healthy to have like, for example, like these people are concerned. Mm-hmm. And so that concern is sort of nebulous. They think that there's something it happening. M- it may have no direct correlation. Right. Sure. So you take, so when you have this concern, you wake up with kind of an uneasy feeling that maybe there are things happening in the world that you don't fully understand that are being hidden from you. Mm-hmm. And, and you manufacture, and these are whole, these are manufactured ideas. Mm-hmm. These are invented. That's true. Um, and you, you, you not only invent this, you invent the science around it. You invent the end goal of the science. I mean, you be, you create a, a very elaborate and psychologically harmful worldview. Right. Because and then you try to take the ring into Mordor. Exactly. Then you say, no, this is real. And I need to show you, I've made this whole world up because it justifies my feeling of unease. And I need to convince you that all the things I created to justify my feeling are real. Yeah. That is psychologically unstable. That is, uh, that is a problem. That is not a healthy behavior. Now, granted calling them lunatics, maybe not the most mature route. But that is definitely a psychological problem. <laughs> Unless they turn be. out to be right, in which case they're miracle visionaries. In which case your ass is in the penalty <laughs> box. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, about that episode, uh, my bad, I'll be doing a 60-minute penalty box set. And uh, I just uh, hope my eyes don't bleed out before I'm done. You will go into the penalty box and you will do the enti- Indian Outlaw. <laughs> yeah. You will have to sing Indian oh, Outlaw. God. Or or perhaps an entire musical by Gilbert and Sullivan. Fuck off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so anyways, I'll tell you what. 
I was not convinced that anything is going on. And I don't I was not convinced that I was I was wrong. The only plausible thing in here, which is I I understand how crazy it sounds in its own right, but when it comes back to money and greed and power, mm-hmm. the the thought that a mega conglomerate of a wealthy few is going out there and trying to do something to further their own ends in terms of money and power, i.e. the weather modification to buy up stocks and commodities. Uh, and because if you if you know that an area is going to be screwed for a season, you know which stocks to buy and which not to, to buy. If you can control that even more so, you, you get the money from that. If you put uh, independent farmers out and then... They have no no other option than to sell their land, and then you can you buy up the land, and and you control more and more and more and more. To me, that's the front runner in in all this crazy nonsense. Now, the thing that's working against that, really, is you you, you don't control where these particles land. Right. <laughs> when you spray them that high up, it takes them days to get down to the ground. By then, the wind could have taken them. Who knows where? Uh. And there, are, I also take kind of an Occam's razor approach to this. If your goal is to make money, and that's that's what you want to do, there are tons of completely despicable ways to do it that don't require you to have a Doctor Evil plan to control oh, the weather. I'm sure you they're could, doing them yeah. anyway. <laughs> no, they are. I mean, that's the thing. You don't. I don't have to control the weather. I can just create a thing called a mortgage-backed security and oh. sell a ton of them. I can just take uh, the the investments from poor dupes and then give out that money after I take my cut to someone who already invested and say well there's your there's your payoff for my thing now I'm Bernie Madoff like there are there are a thousand ways to be a dick and make money oh yeah. like and 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 none of them require orbital Gatlin lasers or or weather control Ebola or, floating around yeah, you know yeah. like there there are very mundane ways to make billions and billions and billions of dollars if you are unchained from from any uh, moral compass you know, like, that's a very good point yeah in, in the end there's a lot of information out there about this and, yeah. and and know that I say information with a big old grain of tasty tasty salt that's a that's a giant asterisk mm-hmm. after the I end mean of deer that. coming in here <laughs> and licking on this thing it's so big you can't see me <laughs> Why, why is he doing that around his Bernie eyes? Bernie is proud to welcome Cabela's as a sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> I'd love to. I would love to be sponsored by Cabela's. It would be pretty fucking great. Especially if we got a, a some percentage office. Oh, I would, yeah. I would get so much crap from oh, my, my survival bag. Oh, my gosh. And we would just, we my would, bug out we would have a, we would have like the, uh, the Cabela's unseen animal corner, <laughs> you know, where we wear camouflage and talk about a critter ain't nobody ever seen. That'd be great. That'd we can be awesome. We can have a the, a whole show on bug out bags. Oh God, yeah. Apocalypse scenarios. I've got one. I do too. Cheers. Cheers. Cabela's, uh, uh, help us out here. You dirty bastards. Yes, you dirty bastards. I'd hate to have to go over to Bass Pro Shops. Oh, oh no, bidding war. <laughs> <laughs> Those dirty hippies at REI can f*** off. <laughs> if you don't sell guns, you got no place on our podcast. No place. <laughs> Seriously, though, I actually like REI. We could we'll yeah. take REI. Can we find any real info about this? That's my point. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I mean it's so easy to be photoshopped. 
there's so it's it's easy to be disinformed. It's easy for if there is something going on the government to send some quote unquote lunatics out there to make it even more implausible. Best government job ever. <laughs> Disinformation lunatic. Yeah. Fucking hey, right. Man. And you know they hired improvisers for those jobs. You know Maybe. it. Oh. Fresh off the second city cruise boat. Mm, I don't know about Yeah, true. We don't have enough uh, uh, likes on our Facebook page for yeah. how can we uh, trust or mistrust the science that goes into testing these theories for an example these documentaries that they have they have people that are they come from different backgrounds most of them like like i was talking about michael michael murphy with uh, what in the world are they spraying yeah. that, that documentary he he doesn't have a degree into this that that i could find yeah he may but i it, it was not listed he was listed as a being a award-winning uh, director producer what award? <laughs> um, a politi- and a political activist who was also selling his DVD. It's probably a Parsec for- award. He was uh, congratulations, s- Michael M- Murphy. Uh, <laughs> selling a DVD, his DVD for twenty dollars, and a T-shirt for fifteen dollars on his site. The Making Money on the Internet Award. We could use one of those. <laughs> He also has people on there that are from all walks of life. Either they have just a vested interest in this to maybe having been in the USDA, the Department of Agriculture at at some point, limited stuff, not very high up, maybe on the state level, but still somebody that that is trying to raise awareness of of chemtrails. And also he shows scientists that are for geoengineering or trying to cool the planet by, by spreading particles in the air, particles that may or may not be pollutants. But what they do, it's it's all over the place, man. Like, they either reflect the sunlight out to help cool the planet, but what you're doing is keeping the warmth in. Right, yeah, that doesn't work. And that, yeah. that, that's, that, that actually makes things worse. But, but I mean, I, I could go through, and if you're interested in knowing any more about, about the, you know, some of the people involved in the documentary, whatever, email us in, go to the contact form on uh, blurryphotos.org and, and let me know. I've got a few things in here. We don't have time to list them all. Yeah. Some people do have uh, forestry jobs or, or environmental um, BAs, and um, they are saying, you know, we have tested the soil. We have even sent tests off to actual laboratories, and they're coming back with much higher than normal aluminum and, and uh, barium strontium and stuff like that. Yes, we know that, that this stuff is present in soil already, but this is really off the charts. It's like, how do you, who are you supposed to trust? Right. And that's what science. It's a hard thing because you have for anything, not just chemtrails. I mean, for any, um, anything that we talk about, anything we talk about, you either have the guy on the insider, like, well, this guy, you know, he's got a, his perspective and he has to bolster that. And then if you find someone like, oh, we found just a regular boring scientist said, no, that's crazy. And you're like, oh, well, you know, he's just a government stooge, you know, well, there's that you too. know, and that's, and I think that's how a lot of these things live. You know, they, who do you trust? Like who, who do you, when you're looking for uh, information on anything, you almost in your mind have to say, okay, this is the thing I'm going to believe. I'm going to track down this source. This is the organization or group of people that I trust to give me the right information. And it's the same thing people say about, um, you know, MSNBC versus Fox news, you know, like, don't watch any of them. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like, Oh, well I, you know, and the people who, who trust say, for example, Fox news, it's because they say, well, these are the people I think are giving me the most factual data. So I'm going to trust them. It, and it, at the end of the day, that's, that's the decision. And then everything follows that. 
and it's it's a hard thing. I, I totally agree with you. It's it's hard to say who is the arbiter on this. Who is who would be the person who would read a statement and I would say you. I yeah. completely believe what you're saying. You know, Chuck Chuck Norris. No, Chuck, he's mm, he's hardcore Republican. Chuck Yeager. No, he's dead. He's dead. Mm. Are there any Chucks we can trust? Um, Charles Barkley. <laughs> I don't trust Charles Barkley. For- <laughs> He's not even a role model. <laughs> Y'all know me. Yeah, I'm Charles Barkley. <laughs> Batsquatch. <laughs> Batsquatch. One one thing before we before we kick it. There's this one uh, patent that's out there. Uh-huh. It's a it's an actual patent. It's called the Stratospheric Wells Box Seeding for Reduction of Global Warming. It's U.S. Patent Number Five Zero Zero Three One Eight Six A. And it's basically introducing uh, a way to absorb infrared radiation released by the Earth. So this is something that would put something in the stratosphere. It would suck up uh, stuff coming from the Earth and cool the planet. It's a geoengineering huh. thing. Uh, and people are going nuts about it because it's pumping stuff into the, right. the atmosphere. And, and I don't think they've done any testing to see what the effects would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's basically what, what people are coming from, too. So there's there's that out there. You can look that up and, and read it yourself. Like I said, we could talk and talk and talk about this. And so we will. Hour three. Hour three. <laughs> we, we both like light up cigarettes. We've got a lamp that's it's really poorly lit here. We're just huddled around a microphone <laughs> shaking. <laughs> I, I read Allen Ginsberg's howl at some point. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> We swap positions perfectly like three times. <laughs> oh man, I was such a stooge when we started this. <laughs> I didn't know nothing, man. Such a corporate little yes man. So that, my uh, friends and lovers, is uh, chemtrails in a very uh, high altitude, vaporous, barium infused <laughs> nutshell. <laughs> Oh man, I was into it. I liked it. It's uh, it's interesting. It's- yeah. Oh, you know, I I don't want to. I know that we just said the nutshell, which usually means that's the end of it. But I, I have to I have to dial us back for one second because there's one thing that I did read about that as far as like atmospheric particles that are on the on the rise. What is um uh the pun particles <laughs> are through through the roof, Flora. It's so smooth. I didn't even taste it going down. <laughs> Damn, I just get clumsier at that as I go. <laughs> it's like a pack of Chesterfields. <laughs> no throat scratch there. <laughs> uh, all right, I believe it's your turn to go first, is it not? Oh, okay. Let's okay. see if you theft from me. I, I've got one that I, I'm, I feel like is a candidate uh, for a pickpocket. Okay, I've got one. i got one. All right. Um, now, this is something our listeners wouldn't be aware of, but in addition to your, your listener mail and everything, when you send us puns and everything, there's actually a format that, that people sometimes just adopt on their own. And uh, one of our, one of our, our great listeners and, and uh, consistent contributors, Taper, he's got this thing, and you always know, because he'll always give us a bunch of interesting information about something. And then, then it's like he hits the return button a bunch. And then he puts his his pun in, and there's this big block of empty space where there's nothing there, and that's the transparent taper gap. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. How do you like that, taper? Yeah. <laughs> you just got infused into a pun. Yeah. Woo. Wow. All right. Yeah. What, what do you got? Pretty creative there. Yeah. Use, using our listeners against them. <laughs> I fight puns with puns. I've got these lines that are, that are left. When a person is sickened, 
Now they may be from uh, actual chemtrails that are up in the air, but when when you get sick or, or maybe your allergies are acting up and you you just leave these these lines these trails behind you, uh-huh. they're phlegm trails. Oh, that's gross and well played. Conspiracy. There you go. All right, I've got uh, a children's kind of cartoon slash toy line that I'm working on. Okay. In the future, there are sentient robots that learn to live among us. And um, in order to, to disguise themselves so that we're not aware of them, they hide, They become just regular food items, and in some cases, um, Greek food items. And uh, those are um, Eurotrons <laughs> instead of Gyrotrons. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Uh, that was a that was, featured on Ancient Aliens. That was a, yeah, that was a broken bat bunt. It's like, <laughs> like 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 I bunted and it didn't work, and then the whole team's like, "Oh, he was gonna bunt." <laughs> that, was, that was a really weak one. Sorry about no, that. That's all right. I like it. I like it. You didn't have to change anything for that. <laughs> I have an Illuminati plot. Nice to control the pet population. Oh, it's called "What in the World Are They Spaying." <laughs> Everything. <laughs> well, I'm giving this the point. Flora, Flora gets the win this week. <laughs> uh, Very well done. Them's puns. Them's puns. And now we look up in the sky. Oh my god! And we see nothing but trails and trails of listener mail. I think some of those children were coughing just a little bit towards the end. Yeah, I don't I know think, if I could. I, I think could uh, most of them have autism. <laughs> or any of the other A, A-list, A-list diseases. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of uh, a lot of mail this week. Thank yeah. you guys for sending them in. Thank we're going to have to, unfortunately, speed racer through them. Yeah. Oh, but oh. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do our best to, to get everything you, you want out of it. But I don't know if you've noticed, we've been getting a little long on the tooth in episodes. So we're gonna we're, yeah. we're gonna kick the retro we're rockets the afterburners. In. Yeah, turbo kicking it off. We got Greg, Greg Buck. Greg hits us with get this a pim a pim a pim. Hmm. Wait, can we get some harpsichord music for this? Yeah, thank you. I was watching late night TV and I saw a guy named Jinderman. Talking about being a more sensitive guy, which can be found in his book called Tenderman. But he didn't seem sincere, and it seemed to me that he's only in it for the Cheddar Man. But I can't remember what show I was watching. Was it Leno? Oh no, it was Letterman. I switched to a channel showing episodes of Futurama. P.S. I love the character Benderman. But there was only ads running during the show for a local delivery service called Cinderman. So I clicked back to Dave and I was quite surprised I got to watch the comic legend Wayne Fetterman. And as his closing joke, he sang a parody tune based on the classic Pearl Jam song, Betterman. Jesus Christ. Holy sh- Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> Yowzer. Yes. Greg Bach, we haven't even read the rest of listener mail, but I you're gonna be tough to beat. I, I you're gonna I, be yeah, tough to beat. I in fact I don't even think we have to read <laughs> Greg's other email. <laughs> but we do. Oh. <laughs> he has more puns. Bring him. 
He says, the lead singer of the Flaming Lips once wrote his biography, but it was never published. If you want to see an early draft, just go on the web and Google Wayne Coinich manuscript. (laughs) 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 Back around 200 CE, there was an ancient text written in indecipherable language, and it dealt with when you feel the urge to pursue the opposite sex... It's called the Loinage Manuscript. <laughs> <laughs> Classic pun from the, I believe, the Illuminati episode. There was once a secret society which didn't last long because of their methods of influence not being uh, very effective. They were called the Illumishati. <laughs> <laughs> and Greg decided to uh, uh, send me to the Penalty box. Oh, really? Because of some information that I got wrong. What did you get wrong? You're always so on the ball with these things. I'm the yeah. one who goes to jail. Well, when you were singing uh, the Major General song, I said it was from Rodgers and Hammerstein's Pirates of Penzance. Oh, But it was no. actually Gilbert and fucking Sullivan. <laughs> Gilbert and Sullivan, Pirates of Penzance. Fuck me in the goat ass. <laughs> He's you right. are the very model of, <laughs> of a, a modern, modern major d- douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Flora. Is he the only one that noticed that? No. T- <laughs> <laughs> nope. Taper called my ass out for it <laughs> you, as well. You although knew he did. He's <laughs> our research librarian. Taper was kind enough to say that he wouldn't send me to the penalty box for that. But with Greg, Greg two strikes up, and, a, and huh. Greg sending me there. Greg grew up on the mean streets of Milwaukee. He ain't got no love in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> He's got beer in his veins That's and right. hate in his eyes. Uh, all right, I'll go, you oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, because you, you're right. I want you to think about what you've done. I'm glad it was an offhand uh, uh, thing they, about a musical. They always are. <laughs> they always are. They, we don't pick the law. We uh, don't pick the parts that apply to us. No. Nope. The law is absolute. Thank you, Greg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much On my end, a much more heartfelt thank you, Greg. <laughs> What you got? Uh, well, speaking of being thankful, uh, we got uh, we got a great email from our friend Jen. Hey, Jen. Let's just kick it right off. Um, you may recall Jen from the the Georgia toboggan incident, and she let us know that in the big cold snap, she was wearing her toboggan. Huzzah. So there you go, you guys. You guys are best friends. I hope that takes some of the uh, the Greg Box sting out of it, knowing. Yeah, yeah. we we are solid in our toboggan. Uh, she hits us with a magnificent pun. Uh, there was a god of the forest, and he was half human, half goat. And he was fast and scuttled through the woods with lightning speed. And most people only caught glimpses of him. And he was known in olden times as the god of the wild and also the god of fertility. But being male, he was heartbroken that he could never bear a child himself. So much so that when the technology caught up with his hopes and dreams, he had a sex change operation. Unfortunately, he was ostracized by the other gods who were less progressive. And now he never shows his face and dresses all in black. He lost a lot of weight, too, because he sunk into a deep depression. One might even consider him God. And the other gods call him by the moniker Transgender Pan. Oh, <laughs> oh. Thoroughly that, done. That was elaborate. Oh, yeah. And also some support for my Yule-themed sex holiday. Uh, she's putting her vote in for Sexmas because it, oh. it is a little easier on the ears than Fxmas. <laughs> So uh, thank you very much, Jen. And thanks for uh, for spreading the good word. She's got her brother in the fold. Now he's listening. Oh, her brother Kyle? (laughs) Shout out. Is it Kyle? It is Kyle. Kyle, you son of a bitch. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Florian is lashing out at everybody. (laughs) Kyle just showed up to the party with a cake and you ran up and slapped it out of his hand. (laughs) He said, welcome. 
Gilbert Sullivan, Kyle. On the, on the ground. <laughs> Kyle, don't forget Gilbert Sullivan did Pirates of Pinsets. <laughs> Kyle. You don't want to f*** that up around here. You could pay a serious price, bro. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, Kyle. Yeah, we appreciate you. it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we got a great uh, letter uh, from Chad. Who, uh, hey Chad, points out, which is I thought is interesting. Uh, listened to our Slenderman episode and wanted to, to you know look on the Kindle store on Amazon to see if there's anything else cool that he could find. Sure, apparently that's a great way to find a bunch of weird tentacle porn. So, so look out for that. Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> cheerios! Hey, thanks for listening, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Rock on, sir. Porn, yikes! I told you there was there was Slenderotica. Yeah, uh, I got an email from Josie. How did Josie? Hi, Josie. Josie points out a lot of stuff that uh, we maybe didn't get right in in our witches episode way back in the yeah. day. Uh, um, I'm noticing that I mean, I'm, I'm at no point does she say the phrase penalty box, so we're off the hook. It's true, but she also gives us the uh, benefit of the doubt with with us trying to boil everything about witches into one hour. Which, yeah, thank you for understanding. Could you send an email to maybe Greg Bach about understanding? <laughs> <laughs> and just send it to Kyle too please just send it to him <laughs> he needs to know how shit goes around here <laughs> did that cake say happy birthday Rogers and Hammerstein cause it'd be wrong <laughs> okay she says for example uh, dunking a person accused of being a witch uh, was a trial and the innocent didn't drown when they sank they had a rope tied around their middle so the townsfolk could pull them out when they could see that they sank. The punishment for a witch wasn't to be burnt at the stake, at least not in England. To be burnt at the stake was a crime for heresy. Witches were to be hanged instead, and that's also what happened in Salem. Matthew Hopkins, our our favorite witchfinder general, was never appointed by the parliament or uh, the king to have that title. He gave it to himself. Oh. Mm. I'm gonna, then I appoint myself, which, you know what? Witch hunter general. There you go. Somebody asked me that the other day, and I got it wrong it didn't turn out well who, who? nobody oh i don't want to talk about it here's an offhanded comment that we made that got us in trouble here Uh-oh. um jack skellington in nightmare before christmas pro- proclaims himself to be the pumpkin king and the mayor does look towards jack as a guiding force it, I, I, I think we called him the king of halloween maybe is uh, that what the what the deal was you or know what sometimes Mark sometimes when i don't remember what it is I said in the first place, I don't I don't feel bad. Uh, she also says, along with cunning men, there were also cunning women. Oh, yeah? Who were uh, more commonly written about. And they were the first people singled out by the, the witch craze. And, and were also generally, you know, the, the old and frail. Which is what old uh, uh, witch finder general liked uh, to pick yeah. on. That's who I like to pick on, the old and frail. And, and again brings up the point that... Anybody who was different than than the norm was the subject of of much ridicule and uh, maybe even uh, uh, violence. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, thank so you, Josie. Thanks, thanks for all that info, Josie. Josie. Josie knows. She's seen some. Shit. Yeah, she knows her witchcraft. Uh, seen, seen not, some not, we're not calling Josie a witch. We're just saying she knows a lot about them. And if we have an episode I, I about hope witches, she is a witch. That'd be pretty we, cool. If we have an episode about witches in the future, we were going to harass Josie for more information. All right. Thank you, Josie. Thanks. Moving on. Our friend JVG hit us up. Jay. Jiggers. The book we referenced in our last episode is actually a secret ledger tracking every illegal transaction made by the Lost Society's corrupt governor, Rod Blavoyanich. <laughs> oh, he stuck it to him. Nice. Well played. Nice, Jay. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. Got some good info from Connor. Oh, man, does he? 
He says, another origin theory I've heard about uh, Slender Man is that he was once a man who was a very prolific pedophile and was stretched and hung for his crimes. And after being left in the woods where he was executed, the people went back for his body and it was nowhere to be found. Connor's been working through our backlog like crazy. So he's got, he's, he's covering a lot of bases, covering things from the Hopkinsville, the Hopkinsville, goblins. Kentucky goblin uh, problem, the Jersey devil, Voynich manuscript. Uh, uh, also, he enjoys Flora, your choice of uh, musical backgrounds. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. well done there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's pretty cool with the, uh, the great pun tie from last week. Nice. Yeah. You know, uh, he knows. He knows. When you play the game, these things are going to happen. So one of the things that he comments on was uh, for the Jersey Devil. He said it, it was more of a, a political scapegoat used to condemn the family. Uh, I guess the political family that was running for office or something, and cut them off from uh, civilization around them. And he says it was done in order to shun. I did. I do remember hearing about that or reading about that. I think that might. It's kind of a chicken or egg argument because I think the lore of the Jersey Devil of, of Mother Leeds came first so so that the jersey devil was was there in in the folklore and then shortly thereafter political politicians were called a jersey devil or at least one in particular was was like oh he's he is the jersey devil kind of thing only because i'm so proud of it and since you said mother leads my favorite pun that i've ever come up with was mother mother leads iud's 12's enough (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he's got i mean he's hitting us all, all all on just tons of episodes. He's been really working through them. So thank you very much for that. Uh, in the interest of moving on, I've got to tell you, there's there's two more big highlights from uh, from Connor's uh, magnificent missive. He's weighing in, and uh, he wants to know if, Flora, you got yourself a, a quality toboggan for the cold weather. Got it. <laughs> so there you go. That's another vote in the toboggan. <laughs> These toboggan wars that are tearing us apart. You would be very happy to know. Oh, he would. Yeah. It's tell a him about it. Twilight Princess mm-hmm. toboggan right now. Well, Legend I mean, of Zelda. It, uh, no, no, it just says Twilight like the books, and then it says Princess. <laughs> and, and then on the other side, it's got a huge face of, of Kristen Stewart. Yeah, I didn't know you were a brony. Where'd you get that patch? Uh, so thank you. Moving on. Back to Taper. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, Taper hits us with a, a story on uh, Roger Bacon. Since Roger Bacon died before the, the manuscripts w- was dated, it could be a copy of something that that Bacon uh, wrote, which is uh, has been thrown out there, and uh, it's a good point. Also, John D. This language that you know we said maybe maybe John D. made it up. It's the angel uh, language of the angels, whatever. Right. Said it uh, could be the Enochian angel language. Remember old Enoch? Yeah, from but our it, fallen angels. He says he doesn't. They don't. They don't match up too well. But they don't match yeah. up. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Could be from a friend of his named Edward Kelly who was his scryer and also a, a raging douchebag, probably. <laughs> I assume he's a total dick. I will be hearing from the estate of Edward <laughs> Kelly with a missive shortly. Um, I also like that he added this fun fact that Kelly told D in 1587 that um, he was able to talk to the angels, and um, they've commanded that we should, like, swap wives for a while. <laughs> it is the will of God. That, yeah. <laughs> Ingenious. Brilliant. So thank you, Taper. That's awesome. The research librarian of our podcast. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we, your attention, please. We really need to get real crystal. I'd like to thank you all for coming to this fancy, fancy feast. feast. Uh, first, a few words from our sponsor, uh, Mr. Grey Cat. <laughs> Grey Cat! Master Grey Cat! <laughs> Grey Cat. Oh, yeah. I love this, because I actually followed up on this 
And uh, and Great Cat's going to take care of this problem for me. It says, response to Flipper from our email from Flipper. Wherever Flipper lives should be called the Cetacean Transformation Vacation Destination. Because that's a shark in that blurry photo. Yeah. Uh, I saw a, a couple of different interviews by some ichthyologists. And they're like, not only is that a shark, they were able to identify it as an immature great white shark. The place wow. where the uh, that photo was taken is has just recently in the last five years or so become they call it a pupping ground it's where um pregnant great whites give birth and the their shallower waters and the the great whites are immature and they're learning to hunt those other sharks in the ears (laughs) yeah exactly it's a school they play a lot of tetherball but yeah it's where they learn to hunt and they're just after fish they don't have any problems so they say it's it's extraordinarily common to see Juvenile great white sharks in those waters. Interesting. Put so. that in your blowhole flipper. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for listening to a cetacean. Did you do that on porpoise? Oh, <laughs> moving on. All right, we got uh, we got uh, we got some sweet pun from Lenny. Some yeah. pun action. Bring it Quick to one. us, Lenny. Both a pun and for the your sex holiday. Oh, sweet! I'll take all the help I can get. Says we should call it Saturnalia. Oh, gives you a nail. Yeah. That's really clever. I really like that. I, I like I that. Like Again, yeah. points because it can go on a Hallmark card. <laughs> it can. Thank you, Lenny. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. And uh, one last one, an observation from my mom. Oh. She says, seeing the writing reminds me of what texting looks like today. I get the shorthand of it, I, I'm assuming she means. Uh, or maybe it's a female's diary and only she knows what it means. Uh, the plants look like plants we have today, but then she's only seen the ones on, on the photo that I included on the website. Yeah. Um, if you go out there and look for more uh, photos of it, be careful because there are, there are some hoaxes hoaxes and pieces of art that have been done to, to look like yeah. Voynich uh, pages. So just see what uh, what's showing up uh, the most... <laughs> The most common and and yeah, you'll find what you're after. You, you'll you'll see it. It's but, fun to um, see them. So thank you, thank you, Mama Flora. Yeah, thanks for sending that in. I I like that uh, the shorthand. I think that was something that that could have been up there with the ciphers and the uh, other language and stuff. Yeah. I think we we even mentioned. So thank all of you for writing in. Uh, keep keep harassing us. Don't yep. stop. We love that. It's not harassment. So that was a bad word to use. <laughs> Harass us with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and you can you can email us. You can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook. Yep. All of those things will transmit the requisite data to us. That's true. And now <laughs> I've got to go into yeah. the pen. Justice is a fierce and harsh mistress. So is Greg Buck. Yeah. yeah. And Taper. Well, he, ta- was, he was willing to let you off. Taper, taper's uh, tough but fair. Tough but tough fair. Tough but fair. Greg, however, tough but butt. <laughs> Tough, but but but. but. Uh, what um? What's your sentence? I will be reading the back of a uh, old detective book, an old forties or fifties pulp uh, book that I have called "My Old Man's Badge." I, I briefly <laughs> collected these things, and they're they're great. So I'll I'll be reading uh, the back of this book for your enjoyment. A synopsis told from prison. Okay, I'm in them the penalty box. <laughs> oh, all right. Murder is a family affair to tough city cop Johnny Malone because his first case as a detective was to find the rat who shot his dad in the black 
back 14 years before. Posing as a Bowery bum, Johnny tracks a single clue to the hideout of a gang of dope peddlers. It's a hot trail that gets still hotter when he joins the gang. He meets Billy, a dope-crazed nympho, and pays a business (laughs) call on a naked countess from Brooklyn. And when the gang starts killing each other off, he thinks he knows this man. But not until a hate and lust maddened killer abducts Mary, Kiernan, and Johnny's girl. And he blow... And does he blow the case sky high? It's a tense, hot, tough story with a crashing climax. A deadly duel, gun duel between two desperate men in the stinking darkness of a deserted chicken market. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I, Do you want to read that book now? <laughs> I don't even think it was me that was being funny. I think it was the book. (laughs) High stakes in a deserted chicken market. All right. There you go. (laughs) Justice is served. (laughs) It's swerved. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Go to iTunes. Check us out. Rate us. Star us. Uh, Go to Facebook. Blurry Photos Podcast. YouTube also. Stumble Pond also. Blurry underscored photos on Twitters. Mm -hmm. Don't forget to impress your friends by telling them about our podcast so that they can know what makes you so cool. That's right. I mean, um, it's not like our podcast is the only thing that makes you cool. You were cool before the podcast, but this is one of those cool things that reinforces it. So anyways, for this episode of Blurry Photos, I'm David, directed energy weapon Stecco. <laughs> and I am David, the crop duster Flora. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Listen, let's shift again. Uh, let's, let's talk about uh, scares. Uh, the number oh, of scares yeah. racking up. Uh, leader in scares uh, this year is uh, the Bunyip. Mm-hmm. Bun- mm-hmm. Bunyip pulling pretty good numbers in scares. We're, we're going to see if he if he has uh, the potential to pull out a, a triple crown of scares, lives lost, and property destruction. Well, I'll tell you, Lynn, you're the expert on that. I mean, you're just coming off the all-star break in the haunting league right now, and I can't help thank you enough for your time on this. Now, what do you think? Upcoming, do you think that the people are going to stick with an, with an actual corporeal boogeyman as the real source of terror, or do you think people are going to get a little bit more ethereal? in the coming year predictions well, for the international pro hunting circuit I, i'll tell you what it's it's an exciting time it, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. is it really is <laughs> but uh i think this year a, a dark horse uh is going to be the the corporeal scares oh i like that i yeah. like that they can really reach out and get a hand on you they can actually yeah. touch you yeah, yeah yeah it's it's really freaky deaky great great but, but that's just the international pro hunting i mean yeah. we're, we're, but we're talking about the the, the big leagues here we're, we're, you know i've said it before and i'll say it again and i'm not just pandering because i got you on the show right now the IHC is the tastemaker for the rest of the industry. Whatever you see in the IHC, you're going to see repeated in some form or another throughout the rest of the industry. So I'm so glad to have you, and I feel like we're gazing into the crystal ball with you here. Oh, well, uh, you may be. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>